Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. The Rock says, what you gonna do when the 24... No, wait, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Hold on, that's not it. Oh, this is it. This is it. To be the man, woo, you gotta beat... No, wait, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, this is it. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What you mean? Oh, yeah. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. We are your hosts here on a Wednesday edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Time to do our first ever mock draft for the 2018 uh, season here on the show. So we will uh, be alternating picks here. We're going to do the entire first round for you in rapid fire. And uh, it should be a nice little uh, uh, experiment so that you can see where we think some of these teams uh, would land in terms of the way they would fit. Excuse me, some of these players, how they would fit on these teams. Uh, not necessarily, you know, uh, uh, predictions because that's near impossible here in the early portions of November. Kyle, welcome to the show. How are we doing? How does it feel to have 240 characters now on Twitter? 280. Oh, is it 280? Yeah, I've done that like several times. 280. Yeah, no, just take 140 and double it, and that's 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 where we're at. And uh, this show is going to get really messy. Um. I'm looking forward to the process of the show. I am not looking forward to the aftermath of this show. <laughs> well, it's, that's what happens when we when you do a mock draft. You pretty much just open yourself up uh, to the criticisms of the people. And, and whatever you think is true. We hate your team. Uh, we, we hate your favorite player. All of it's true. So there's no reason to challenge it. Just whatever you think is the accurate answer. Yeah, and that's... That's the hardest part is now there is twice as many characters on social media <laughs> for us to receive beratings from from livid fans that have a hard time believing that we would not put the Jets in the playoffs. Man, uh, you know what? That's a spin that I haven't considered. I was very excited uh, when, when you know, I got the 240. <sighs> Did I do it again? The 280. And... Um, uh, that's a spin that took a lot of wind out of the sails, Kyle, that we can have more room for criticisms against us. Well, it's like the, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, I can now put twice as many receipts in my, my tweets. Um, yeah. But you I know, can also receive twice as much backlash for bad takes. 
or good takes that people just don't like admitting. Sure, sure. Um, Kyle, we are 168 days away from the 2018 NFL Draft. And our number today is 168 tackles that Baltimore Ravens linebacker had in 1999. This is the fifth most tackles ever in an NFL season. Uh, Ray Lewis actually has two of the top five most prolific tackling seasons in NFL history. Uh, To give you some perspective here, across a 16-game season, he averaged 10.5 tackles, 8.2 of those being solos per game on that uh, feared Ravens defense of the late 90s, early 2000s. That's that's quite a number. You know, that's... um... You know, I'm glad glad that this is a number that we brought out because I, for today, for FanRag, I talked about impressive rookie performances from week nine of the NFL season. Uh, Joe, do you, do you happen to catch how many tackles Reuben Foster had last week? I don't know. No, I don't. Fourteen. Ooh. <laughs> That's a hell of a pace if you keep that up. Yeah, 13 solo tackles and 14 total tackles for Ruben in just his third game and the first game he was actually able to finish in the NFL. So, um, getting a perspective of a pace of that nature that Ray put together in 99 over the course of a full season slate, um, that's a lot of tackles. And... Um, I I actually have appreciated a lot of the numbers that we've pulled in these you know, half a year away kind of slates because it <laughs> it you know they're historical numbers you know we get yeah. in, you get into the fifties and it's like oh you know top fifty second overall pick of all time is X Y or Z and um, these historical numbers they really open your eyes for a lot of these guys like the Emmett Smiths and Walter Paytons and Ray Lewis's and so that that's a cool spin and, and that's something I'm glad we're doing so hat tip to you Joe because this was your brainchild oh well thank you and it's cool I mean we do an NFL draft podcast how often are we going to get a chance to talk about Emmett Smith and Ray Lewis and you know whoever else we have in store we've talked about Gary Kubiak I mean how many different players and it's it's uh it's fun to kind of stretch ourselves here a little bit and talk more uh talk about more than just, you know, this this crop of prospects which we will do plenty of. Yeah, it's uh we have a busy week this week too. You uh, have sp- a busy week. Speaking <laughs> of talking about prospects. Yeah, I got yeah. a Thursday night game, a Friday night game, and a Saturday game. So, I'm looking forward to this weekend. So, uh guys just know ahead of time I'm probably going to be recording Thursday show on the road. Uh so you can blame the backwoods in PA if uh, <laughs> if my audio quality is not up to par. So I apologize in advance. Cross country trip of, of Pennsylvania. There, you'll you'll get the whole uh, experience, right? Well, it's, this is a great time of year to to do uh, some traveling. You know, I was out to Morgantown just a couple weeks ago, and the colors are starting to change. And I was I went up to Boston a couple like the week before that, and uh, you know, fall is underrated for the scenery like I love fall because it's football season and because uh, the weather starts to cool down and I'm not a guy that's a huge fan of you know 92 with dead air and a lot of humidity which just Philadelphia summers the last couple of years have been up that alley and you know it kind of cools down you can sleep with the windows open but uh, the colors you know, the Northeast is very fortunate to have you know very beautiful landscapes. So I'm looking forward to going out to Pittsburgh, and then we're on to Cincinnati. See what I did there? Yeah, thank you. I was waiting. I was waiting for that one to quit. And then, I had to hit the unmute there, but nicely done. And then I go to uh, Louisville uh, for Virginia, Louisville on Saturday at noon. So it's it's going to be a really great one, two, three piece. But uh, Joe, you sent me something over the the course of this week. That when I watched it, I instantly knew we had a segment for draft dudes. You sent me Washington State head coach Mike Leach talking about animal mascots of mm. all topics, of all topics. Something that we've dedicated probably 30 minutes of airtime on this podcast to talking about animal mascots and the merits of animal mascots and some cool animal mascots that there should be more of. Mike Leach 
has gone on the record, says he thinks there needs to be more schools with sharks as mascots if you're located <laughs> near the ocean. And he went on probably, how long would you say that was? 45 seconds to a minute? Tyrate yeah, yeah. talking yeah. about the Pittsburgh State Gorillas and how cool the concept of a gorilla mascot is because you can play Welcome to the Jungle when the opposing teams are coming out of the tunnel and onto the field. Um, so, you know, when Joe, when we talked about animal mascots and the cool ones, you know, he did mention the Colorado Buffalo, which mm-hmm. is one that we talked about. We did not talk about the Pittsburgh State Gorilla, though, so I think Coach Leach is on to something here. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, man. And I'm not sure what the context of why he was talking oh, about that stuff is. I would love to know is. what the question was. <laughs> but here's – look, I don't know how we make this happen, but if somebody could pull some strings and get Mike Leach and Steve Adazio on the Draft Dudes podcast for a roundtable with Kyle and I, we can put together some audio gold. I can tell you right now uh, with my takes on – a certain quarterback in the Northwest. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I, I don't think that coach is going to be chomping at the bit to come on and, and chat with the draft. See, guys, see Kyle, I've, that's I've why you got to think. Tw- I've done a bad yeah, thing. you know what? But we've done some good things for Mr. Mike Leach of the Washington State Cougars that we can't talk about. Yeah, so true. he does owe that's us. True. He, that's true. He owes us. So, um, yeah, let's, let's get into the vitriol here. Let's just jump right in. Okay, uh, Joe, we're doing a mock draft today here on Draft Dudes. You have the odds. I have the evens. Would you care to tell the people how we came up with, with the draft order so that you know there, there's no confusion here right off the bat? The draft order is the current actual draft order, so there's not, not a whole lot to debate there. Uh, we didn't pick it. It's not Super Bowl odds. It's the literal order if we were going to do the NFL draft today. Okay, so... I mean, there, there's no gray area there, right? This is yeah, not, it's not our fault. This is it's not our fault I'm that just, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two and six. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> thinking everything through here. I'm trying to make sure we cover our bases before we get into Joe on the clock with the San Francisco 49ers. Joe, Let's would you do it. would you care to explain why the San Francisco 49ers have the first overall pick? Because they haven't won a game. Okay, but neither of the Cleveland Browns. So why do you hate the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, it's the strength of schedule. Okay, so that's what I'm getting at. So there's a winning percentage. Tiebreaker is strength of schedule. Yep. That's where we're at, folks. Shall we? Let's let's dance. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this. All right, I've got odds. You've got evens. And we are going to do this rapid fire. So get your picks ready, Kyle. I don't want to be waiting on you. No, not at all. All right, you got your board stacked. My board is stacked. And this is what we would do, right? So this is not necessarily predictive. Right. I mean, I, I try to a little bit of have both. a little bit of overlap. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So the 49ers are on the clock. With the first pick in the draft, the 49ers select Saquon Barkley, running back Penn State. They got their quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. They get a guy that can be a feature back in this offense. Love the idea of uh, – of uh, Sparkly and his elusive and power traits working with Kyle Shanahan. So let me tell you five reasons why I don't like I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, Cleveland Browns, number two uh, on the clock. This is their own pick. They do have Houston's pick, but that doesn't come until the end of the top ten. With the second pick in this draft, dudes, mock draft, the Cleveland Browns are selecting quarterback – Josh Rosen, UCLA. And here's why. Rosen, for me, is a top quarterback prospect. If I look at him and Baker Mayfield's uh, film assessments right now, you know, I've mocked them both up. They're going to be comparable as far as their film when you look at traits and pros and cons. But Rosen, for me, checks the boxes that the NFL is going to like, too. So that, for me, is a big tiebreaker, and that's the reason why he gets the nod here. Cleveland, they've made it very apparent Kaiser's not the guy. They don't feel comfortable with him. Otherwise, you're not talking about trading for A.J. McCarron and trying to, you know, being upset that Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded for just a second-round pick and uh, benching him four or five times over the course of the first half of the season. So 
the infrastructure in Cleveland in the passing game is broken. That needs to be set with somebody everybody's on the same page with. This is our franchise player. That's Josh Rosen. Kyle, that's a shot clock violation, and this is early. Relax. That was like 45 seconds. I don't know. Seemed long to me. All right. I was just really excited about my pick for the New York Giants here at number three. We're going to go Connor Williams, offensive tackle, Texas. Uh, Look, if Eli Manning's the quarterback next year, if Davis Webb's the quarterback next year, they need protection. Uh, They've they've made some bad choices along their offensive line with the uh, um, Eric Flowers pick. Get yourself that left tackle. That way your offense can actually run. Number four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock, and they're going to select Arden Key. Uh, Noah Spence is, I believe, on IR. Uh, very successful uh, rookie season for him, but they need somebody on the other side, and Arden Key's good. Colts. Pick, was that, was pick that okay? Was that yeah, okay? that was good. Okay. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Our Indianapolis Colts are up here with the fifth pick. We're going Quentin Nelson, guard out of Notre Dame. Uh, this comes down to... Really, best player available, a blue chipper, and, I mean, good Lord, the Colts need offensive line help. Uh, right now they're starting LaRaven Clark at guard. I mean, come on now, get get Quentin Nelson in there, upgrade that position, and uh, you've got to protect Andrew Luck when he returns next year. Uh, getting this offensive line right has to be a priority for the Colts and Chris Ballard. Uh, number six, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, will be interesting to see uh, what – the coaching situation is there. You know, this Marvin Lewis seems to be on thin ice. They've been there a long time. They're refusing to use successful rookie players with frequency. Look no further than Joe's guy, right? Carl Lawson. Uh, but the Bengals, kind of like the Bucks, they've got a twitchy pass rusher on one side, uh, but premier pass rushing wins in the NFL today. Uh, they like big long bodies traditionally as their outside pass rushers, and that's why I'm going Cleveland Farrell, Richard, sophomore defensive end from the University of Clemson. Cleveland Browns back up here with the seventh pick. This one is the Houston pick. Um, and with that pick, they're going to select Minka Fitzpatrick, defensive back from Alabama. Uh, we can debate if he's a corner or safety. He's really good at coverage. And uh, something that I think – uh, Cleveland will need here to complement the pass rush and the front seven that they're building is getting some uh, some reliable help on the back end. And Mika Fitzpatrick's a guy that's versatile, and uh, he could be a lockdown guy. And, uh, you know, look, you got him their quarterback here with Josh Rosen at two. Uh, pairing that with Mika Fitzpatrick is a nice haul for me in the top ten. Dude, can I hit pause real quick here? Okay. If the Browns walk away with Rosen and Fitzpatrick, I mean that's tremendous. They have they have set themselves up where they can potentially have up to four top forty picks in this upcoming draft. So you know, trust the process, Browns fans, because it's <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Uh, number eight, L.A. Chargers, and uh, Philip Rivers is on the outs here. I'm going to tease this a little bit before we make our announcement here. Um, Anthony Lynn. Rivers traditionally has been a big downfield, big arm passer. Anthony Lynn, in some of his past stops, worked with downfield passers. And for that reason, I'm selecting Mr. Lamar Jackson, Mr. Heisman, uh, QB Louisville, as the heir apparent to Phillip Rivers. Uh, Really like his style of play and how that will complement the receiving skill set that they have there in L.A. and not just that, but also uh, Jackson as a more mobile guy versus a guy in Rivers that's you know been a statue even when he was Jackson's age. So a new dynamic to that Chargers passing game and running game. I, I love that one, Kyle. Um, you think about how he fits with Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and Melvin Gordon's emerges as a pass catcher out of the backfield, a new city in Los Angeles to energize the fan base with a guy like Lamar Jackson. Maybe there's some parallels there to Tyrod Taylor, who Lynn had a lot of success with. Uh, this this right now is my favorite pick that we've done so far. Thank so really, you. Really good job. Thank really you. Good job. Uh, but maybe I'll trump that here. Uh, number nine, Denver Broncos. Let's go with another quarterback here. Let's go with Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. Uh 
Broncos got to quit messing around with these quarterbacks. Trevor Simeon's not the guy. Chad Kelly's not the guy. Paxton Lynch isn't the guy. Lord knows Brock Osweiler's not the guy. Get a guy like Baker Mayfield who will be able to work all levels of the field, extend plays with his feet, and get yourself an actual playmaker at the quarterback position to complement its weapons and to complement what it has on defense. Right now, they're wasting a Super Bowl caliber defense by not having anything credible at quarterback. Let's go ahead and get Baker Mayfield right here for the Broncos at number nine. Love the pick. John will never make that pick. Well, then hire NDT Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great pick. Uh Chicago Bears, number 10. Uh, one of our favorite quarterbacks from last year, Mitch Trubisky, uh, throwing to, I guess, you and me running routes on, on the boundary there in Chicago. And for that reason, there's not too many wide receivers that I would feel comfortable selecting at this point. One of them is Cortland Sutton from SMU. Uh, big-bodied guy. You know, I, I said it at the beginning of the season, and... Uh, all he's done is go out and he's tied for fourth in, in college football for receiving touchdowns. He has some parallels to Corey Davis. So if you like Corey Davis as a passer or a pass catcher, you're really going to like a lot of what Cortland, Cortland Sutton brings to the table. They need an alpha guy there. He can be that guy. Nice pick there, Kyle. Um, Detroit Lions, number 11 here. <laughs> I watched this Packers game on Monday night and covered it for post-game coverage for FanRag Sports and um, – Good gracious, Amir Abdullah, uh, you're a space player. You're not a feature workhorse back. The Lions have made substantial uh, you know, investments in this offensive line, and they're not getting the running rushing performance behind it. They can't score in the, in the red zone largely because they don't have a running back that can plow the football forward. Get me Darius Geis, the running back from LSU, and uh, let's solve that problem and give them a horse to complement the beautiful – arm of Matthew Stafford. And can you believe it, Kyle? I picked two running backs in the, in the, for the top 11. So uh, I'm evolving here as uh, as the NFL also evolves. As you should, because Geis is nice. That's, an, that's a good selection. Uh, number 12, Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to rub some, ruffle some feathers with this pick, Joe. I know I am. Uh, what has the Ravens always you know, centered their team around? Power. Phys- physical front seven play on defense. Terrell Suggs is on his last legs. He's long in the tooth. He's still a mean dude, but he is long in the tooth. And I know they went out and they drafted a draft dudes guy in Tim Williams last year. And I know they have one of my favorite guys, uh, Matt Judon, who was a mid-round pick a couple years ago. But if you got a chance to land Bradley Chubb and replace... Terrell Suggs with Bradley Chubb, who is a mean, physical dude. He fits the Ravens' calling cards to a T, and for that reason, I think they go long play here and replace a former blue-chip player with a current blue-chip player in Bradley Chubb. Nice pick, sir. New York Jets here at number 13. They're supposed to have the first pick, right, Kyle? What happened here? Uh, Uh, Yeah. I'm going to get them a good player here anyways. How about Harold Landry, the edge rusher from Boston College? Um, Just a dude. You know, look, I, it is a dude. He comes from Dudes You, right? It's the Dazio. <laughs> um, so I really like what Jordan Jenkins is giving them at one edge position, uh, but there's no complimentary rush. This is a physical front seven with, you know, guys like Leonard Williams, Muhammad Wilkerson. Uh, these guys are are strong, physical dudes. Give me some of that. That flexibility, some of that bend, some of that burst uh, to complement it. And, and the way to do that is by pulling the trigger here on Harold Landry. Did you see the Jets dance to anything? Me? Kyle, I don't want to see that anymore. Did you, you did see it, though. Yeah, I saw it. It was against the Bills. I saw the damn thing happen live. Okay, so uh, my, my homework assignment for those of you listening to this mock draft is give us your best song that you would have loved to have seen Jets dance to anything be be piped over because I would love to crowdsource on that. I got some great ideas, but that's for a different time in a different place because right now the Las Vegas Raiders, Oakland Raiders, what are they now? They're, yes, the they're still technically the Raiders are on the clock and they're going to select one of my favorite <laughs> prospects in 2018. That is linebacker Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech. This guy is a pretty rare blend of athletic ability and size and 
strong tackling techniques. I've had the chance to see him play twice live this year. Really, really impressed with him both times I've seen him. He checks all the boxes as far as productivity. The Raiders need help on the second level. I think they were starting rookie Marquell Lee from Wake Forest at one point this year at the middle linebacker spot. So getting a top-tier guy there to kind of complement the reinforced secondary and their front line I think makes a lot of sense. What position do you like him best? Uh, I I have the mentality with a first-round linebacker. Uh, I'm going to start him at Mike and give him a chance to play there. Because if you're getting picked in the first round as a linebacker, you typically have the athleticism to play the Mike. And then if it doesn't work out, I can always move you back to the will and make you be a chase guy. Or I can put you on the line of scrimmage and jam tight ends and have some zone coverage responsibilities if you're more physical. There's the plan. I like it. Uh, Arizona Cardinals here at number 15. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle, Notre Dame. I mean, pass protection has been an issue for Arizona for a while, and they stress that pass protection with the vertical passing game. And so it's such a high priority for them to have guys that can protect. And I think Mike McGlinchey has traits to be a left tackle at the end of, uh, in the NFL, and he's got a ton of experience and, and uh, uh, like his like his skill set there to, to fit into this Bruce Arian scheme. And who knows if Carson Palmer is the quarterback or not next year, but whoever it is, Needs a blindside protector. Joe, Miami Dolphins on the clock. And this was this is the first pick that I look at. And I could go a couple different ways, but I don't necessarily know if the value lines up with the guys that I would pick versus the team needs. So this is a little bit of a BPA selection for the Dolphins. You know, the, the offense is in starry state right now, but there's no offensive lineman worth investing in. Uh, there's not really a wide receiver that, that would complement, you know, depending on what happens with Jarvis Landry. And they're getting Ryan Tannehill back. So I'm going defense. I'm going defensive lineman Taven Bryan from the University of Florida. Uh, the Watt comparisons are rich, but I can see why they're made. And for that reason, Cam Wake is on his last legs. Uh, Andre Branch is the other starting defensive end there for the Dolphins. They've got Ndamukong Sue in the middle. And the other defensive tackle positions, a couple of space eaters that have were late-round picks this year, and um, Vincent Taylor and Devon Godchow. So Taven Bryan as a guy you can move all over the defensive line. He can disrupt on passing downs from the inside. He can set the edge as a strong side defensive end. The athleticism for the size that he brings is pretty rare. Dolphins play in a division that needs to get organic pass rush. It's something they've struggled with outside of Cam Wake uh, for quite a while now. And Don Kinsu gets a lot of double teams. So this would free up a lot of their other talent on defense to make plays. I'm going Taven Bryan from Florida. I'm excited about seeing him this weekend. My scouting trip is to South Carolina for the Florida game, and he will be a high priority for my eyeballs uh, in that game. Uh, I'm up at number 17 with the Atlanta Falcons, and Christian Wilkins is on the clock, and that's not going to be true after this pick. We're going to snatch him up the defensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, right now they're they're rolling with uh, Don Terry Poe, I think, on a one-year contract. Um, a Tyba Rubens, the only real viable backup there to play alongside Grady Jarrett. And, um, you know, Christian Wilkins, when you think about the traits that he offers, you know, it's rare to have a guy like that available at this point in the draft. So I'm going to solidify that defensive line uh, with you look at the Saints and the Panthers and what they're doing in the division to really build dynamic rushing offenses. And I need that defensive line to be right. So uh, Christian Wilkins fills a need and it really helps me continue to compete in the uh, NFC South. Yeah, that's a good pick. That That's a, a really nasty front seven that they get there, uh, especially adding that uh, Redskins on the clock at 18. Uh, I'm going wide receiver. I mentioned around pick 10. There were only a handful of guys. I'd feel comfortable selecting in the top 10, 15 picks. This was the other guy that I had in mind. This is Calvin Ridley from Alabama. You look at Washington, and Josh Doxson's never really been consistent. He had some health issues that have kind of lingered, and uh, Pryor's there, and he's not really contributing a whole lot of anything, and they're relying on Jamison Crowder in the slot, and they lost Deshaun Jackson. Well, Calvin Ridley can be like a Deshaun Jackson type receiver, but he's got some more nuance, dare I say, than what Jackson did, where Jackson was very much 
just a raw speed. He's going to run right by you. He's going to run all the deeper developing routes, and you can't stick with him. Well, Ridley's got you know, a nice second gear. He might not have as, as pure of long straight line speed, um, but as another re- receiving weapon, uh, hopefully Washington decides to bring back Kirk Cousins. Otherwise, they're going to need a quarterback. So uh, either way, adding more receiver help would, would make sense for the Redskins. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. I am up now with the Green Bay Packers with the 19th pick, and we're going to pull the trigger on guard Billy Price from Ohio State. Uh, You look at this Packers offensive line, and it's been interesting to see its evolution over the last couple years with uh, the decisions that they've made with uh, uh, Sitton, and, um, you know, it's, they've, they've made some draft picks that really, you know, Jason Spriggs, some of these guys that really haven't turned into, too much for them and and you know you look at this right guard spot and jari evans is 35 and he's in a contract year i don't think he'll be a priority to retain let's go ahead and get a pillar and billy price who uh, i think is better suited to play guard than center i like his power and you put him uh with with Corey lindsley and lane taylor and you've got a really nice interior three and blog and bakhtiari on the outside when those guys are healthy is an elite pairing of tackles and so you've built a a friggin' wall in front of Aaron Rodgers as he kind of, you know, creeps up in age a little bit. Uh, and, you know, keeping him upright is going to be a high priority. So making sure that front five is right in front of him is a priority. And I really like the idea of adding Billy Price at this point in the draft. Uh, I'm on, I'm up on the clock at 20 with the Seattle Seahawks. And this is a team that traditionally has needed offensive line help, but I'm not going to go that direction here. One, Joe took one of the few guys kind of worthy in the ballpark, and two, Seattle's actually made quite a bit in the way of investments with Ethan Pokic and Jermaine Effetti, and they just made the big trade uh, for Dwayne Brown at left tackle, so they, they've added some veteran pieces or some young young pieces they're hoping to develop. If I'm looking at the Seahawks now, one thing that I do think they're lacking in is size outside of Jimmy Graham in the pass catchers group. So I'm going to go ahead and select Auden Tate, wide receiver from Florida State. I think you put him out there with Baldwin, who's very much a technician. He's got decent size, but he's not like a size mismatch. And then everybody else is like Paul Richardson, who's you know very lean and not physical. Um, Tyler Lockett, kind of same thing, a slot guy. So getting a big, really physical, dominant presence for the boundary, not just Jimmy Graham in the middle of the field, uh, I think would add a a nice extra element to the Seahawks passing game. I have the – it's weird not thinking that the Seahawks, like, have to take offensive line. Yeah, right. It's interesting. Um, I'm going to go back to Florida State here for the Tennessee Titans at 21 what the heck is Derwin James doing on the board, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, one day we'll have a we'll have a show where I talk about why Derwin James uh, perceived struggles this year are way overstated. I still think he's a blue chip talent. Have no idea why he was overlooked until this point. And uh, man, you put this guy in this defense next to Kevin Byard and what he's doing uh, uh, is for, in terms of you know breaking on the football and creating big plays as a free safety. Now I've got a, a physical player, a versatile player in Derwin James, and I think that is uh, a very potent duo, something like, you know, what we saw the Jets do with Marcus May and Jamal Adams getting a, a tandem like that. Uh, I think this this would be a, a group that, you know, can match that type of production and how they've really revamped the Jets' defense. So Derwin James, who's versatile, I think he can do anything you want him to do. 
go ahead and get him on this on this defense here at 21, and you've got a steal. All right, listen, Joe. Who did we just get done talking about the other day on Draft Dudes? Jason Witten. Jason Witten. So the Dallas or Dallas Cowboys on the clock here at 22. I've expected Jason Witten to retire for like five straight years now. This is the year the Dallas Cowboys go out and get a really solid replacement for him. I'm going to give them Mark Andrews, the tight end from Oklahoma. Uh, you know the questions regarding him versus you know the other tight ends that would be regarded as top tier guys like Mike Gesicki and Dallas Goddard. Um, Gesicki's kind of a flex guy. Goddard's got some level of competition stuff. You don't have to worry about any of that with Andrews. He's got a couple drops every now and again, but. Uh, as far as being a traditional inline guy that can run routes from an inline position, uh, he's fairly physical. He's a pretty underrated athlete as far as I think he'll test better than what he looks like when he's out in the open field. I think that's a match made in heaven. It's a perfect replacement for Jason Winton for the Dallas Cowboys. Buffalo Bills at 23. Um, How's that on feel the clock. to say? Yeah, uh, really weird. I'll take it. Can I sign up for that right now? I, you know, look, if the Bills make the playoffs and get to the wild card round and lose, I don't care, man. End this friggin' 17-year playoff drought. Uh, so as it stands right now, that is the case. But uh, right here at 23, got the Buffalo Bills on the clock. The Bills have one defensive tackle under contract next season, Kyle, and that is Adolphus Washington. Kyle Williams is 34. And, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's not playing well this year. I know nobody wants to talk about that. He's playing poorly. Marcel Darius isn't around. Uh, Sean McDermott's success in Carolina came from that tandem of Kawan Short and Lowell Lotulele up front. And Buffalo has no semblance of those types of players. Give me Maurice Hurst out of, out of Michigan, a defensive tackle here. He's not the big, you know, physical in terms of traits, uh, physical size. But uh, he's a good football player, and I think he can penetrate. I think he can control the line of scrimmage and give Buffalo some playmaking ability from the uh, defensive tackle position in their 4-3 alignment. Joe, dare I say for the Buffalo Bills, that's a really nice pick. Well, thank you. Uh, You know who else I think is a really nice pick? Jacksonville Jaguars at 24. Let me repeat that. The Jacksonville Jaguars are currently on the clock with the 24th pick, not via trade. So, interesting. Uh, the Jaguars last year took their first two picks and invested in a physical, game-changing style with a running back and a left tackle. I didn't think Fournette would find consistent results as a rookie because the Jaguars need to continue to reshape their offensive personnel. Uh, Part of that comes down to physical play at the line of scrimmage, which is why here I'm going to select another offensive tackle to play on the bookend and really get yourself a set of killers that that Fournette can really run off of in either A or or B or C gap off tackle. Uh, And that is Orlando Brown Jr., the offensive tackle from Oklahoma. So now Stop. You, now you got Cam <laughs> Robinson and Orlando Brown playing tackles with Fournette running the ball off tackle. I don't care I don't who the full, I don't care who the fullback is. You put any fullback on the field there as a lead blocker, and they are just going to sh- run the ball right down your throat. I love it. That would be like really disgustingly good offense and defensive lines, like. We talk about football games being won in the trenches. Like, that is the embodiment of it right. if they were to secure Orlando Brown at the 24th pick. All right, uh, let's move on because that's we could talk about that for a long time. Uh, 25th pick in the draft, Carolina Panthers keep pounding. Uh, would like to get them a safety. I think that they're – I like Mike Adams and Kirk Coleman. They're savvy, smart players, but they, they lack a lot of the – range and and uh, ability to really be sound in those deep zones as those guys get older i don't have a safety here that's going to be able to answer those those uh, those problems so let me get a complimentary corner to james bradbury denzel ward cornerback ohio state uh, i think he can be a really nice uh, player opposite bradbury and give them a couple of really solid options on the outside ward's a good tackler we know that uh, ron rivera really prides himself in having good tackling cornerbacks and uh, Denzel Ward is that combination of coverage skills and tackling that I think would complement James Bradbury very well. 
Yeah, Ward's one of those guys that has really done himself a lot of favors this season. Uh, not necessarily a name that was a household name, but I think you get him through the end of the season and into the, the draft circuit. Uh, Ward finds himself there. He's going to be a pretty popular guy. Joe, Buffalo Bills on the pick, on the clock. Be nice. Courtesy of the Kansas City Chiefs here at the 26th pick. Bills don't really know if Tyrod Taylor is the long-term answer here, right? So I'm looking at the quarterback crop. I'm going to kill you. I have a feeling that you know we're assuming Sam Darnold's going back to school. Yes. I, I, I don't necessarily know that Mason Rudolph's a good fit. So there's another name here that uh, makes a lot of sense if they, they want to go the quarterback direction. But fortunately, I don't think the Buffalo Bills go the quarterback direction and select uh, any quarterbacks here at 26. So I'm going to give them a true field general that uh, Sean McDermott has found a lot of success with athletic linebacker play. And you looked at the decisions that he made shipping out Reggie Ragland and selecting Tanner Vallejo, and you know they don't have that star in the middle. Well, I think they can find a star in the middle with Rashad Evans from Alabama. So that's who I'm going to mock them here at 26, in spite of teasing you, Joe, <laughs> with the possibility of selecting one uh, Wyoming quarterback at Stop. 26. That'd be fun, man. That's a that's a killer in uh, Rashad Evans and uh, hey, Mo Hurst and Rashad Evans. Yeah, you you fortify that middle, man. I, I like it. After coming off that Jets game, I'm I'm here for that. Uh, Twenty seven, the Los Angeles Rams. What is going on? We've got the Jaguars, Bills, Rams, all picking here in the twenties. Um, this is an interesting spot here because they've done so much to you know surround Jared Goff with weapons. You kind of like where they're at there. Um, don't really like any of the offensive line help here. How about a how about just getting the best player in the draft that's available? And for me, that's Ronnie Harrison, another Alabama defender. He's a safety. He can cover you know, the big tight ends. He can break on the football, and he is a missile attacking forward uh, on uh, on run plays and uh, quick passes. And I think that would give them a physical presence to complement what they have from Lamarcus Joyner. And, uh, you know, would love to see the creativity that Wade Phillips could have in a player like that and how useful that type of size, range, and physicality can be in today's NFL. So uh, Ronnie Harrison to the to the, uh, to the Rams here at uh, 27, I, I'm really liking that one. Tell you what, he had a hell of a game the other day. Yeah, LSU, oh, man, he's a killer. Yeah, he was great. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are going to be on the clock here at 28. And, Joe, we have ourselves a little bit of a run on Alabama players here. I'm going to go with defensive tackle Deron Payne from Alabama. You look at this Vikings team, they're another team that has really prided themselves on playing really stout, solid defense at the line of scrimmage. So they got a lot of really gifted pass rushers. Um, Danielle Hunter, um, Everson Griffin is there. Uh, They got big snacks there in the middle to play defensive tackle. But as far as a, a penetrating guy, like Sharif Floyd never really panned out for him. So a guy like Deron Payne is a guy that can win at the line of scrimmage, but he can also beat you with explosiveness. So I think he makes a lot of sense here as far as not necessarily being a quote-unquote sexy pick, but a team that really fits the MO of the Vikings and the way that they want to play defense. Yeah, interesting pick there for the Vikings. And I am up next with the Pittsburgh Steelers, 29. Um, you know, I, I've, I've, I really like this roster when you look at it all over the place. I think this is going to be a team that, you know, as, ben Ro- as long as Ben Roethlisberger can keep his his uh, his play up, and they can, you know, have Le'Veon Bell back or some type of high caliber running back, that this is a, a really good team for a while here. Um, I just feel like they're missing that playmaking presence at tight end ever since Heath Miller, uh, you know, left them. And so let's get Mike Gusecki, the tight end from Penn State. You know, he's a catch point guy, a guy that knows how to go up and get it. And Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback that's willing to throw those types of passes. I think this could be a really good marriage and give them a another weapon in that passing game uh, to complement, you know, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Eli Rogers. God only knows what's going to happen with Martavis Bryant there. But now you get them this this uh, chain mover, this zone buster in, in Mike Gusecki. And uh, I think this offense takes another step forward. I'll be danged if you didn't make the right position but the wrong player pick. 
and the New England Patriots sitting at 30 are really happy that you win Mike Gusecki because the Patriots here are going to select Dallas Goddard from South Dakota State. Uh, Goddard, you know, the Patriots are a team that has proven uh, time and time again two tight end sets are right up their alley. They're perfectly comfortable doing that. Uh, the injuries that have taken place with Gronkowski are something that has worn on them for hmm, last couple years, his ability to really stay healthy and stay on the field consistently has been in question. Dare I say Dallas has that kind of receiving impact at South Dakota State that you see from Gronkowski. I did not just call Dallas Goddard Rob Gronkowski, but I did say as far as being a receiving weapon, he can be that kind of centerpiece receiving option that you see the Patriots consistently do with Gronkowski when he's healthy. So I think as a contingency plan and another level to the middle of the field, which is where the Patriots and Bill Belichick really love to get after guys, I'm going to go Dallas Goddard, South Dakota State. Crap. <laughs> I don't want the Patriots to get weapons. No. Uh, New Orleans Saints here at pick 31. Man, this team is evolving quickly, right before our eyes. All of a sudden, they're a, a dominant rushing attack with a sound defense uh, to complement what they get from Drew Brees. Uh, I, I still want to get this defensive line a little bit better here. I like what they have in Sheldon Rankins. I don't like what they have next to him in Tyler Davison as their other starting defensive tackle. Give me Derek Noddy, the defensive tackle from Florida State. That gives me a, a plug with some power and movement skills to complement some of that penetrating ability from uh, Sheldon Rankins, and I really think you get that defensive tackle spot secure, and you can continue to revamp this defense, and uh, I'm going to go with uh, Noddy here to the, the Saints, a defensive tackle from Florida State. Can we tip the cap to the Saints here real quick? Has there been a, a draft class for 2017 <laughs> that's been more productive than Alvin Kamara, Marcus Williams, Marshawn Lattimore as the Saints' first couple picks? Ryan Ramchick starting an offensive tackle, yeah. too. I mean, it's I mean just... they, they did a tremendous job drafting this past year, and I really like that extension, Joe. Uh, kind of complementing their roster, adding Derek Nadi. Philadelphia Eagles currently sitting at 32. And the Eagles, I could have gone a, gone a couple different directions. You know, Torrey Smith is an aging receiver, guy that's there on a one-year contract. Even Alshon Jeffrey's there on a one-year contract. Uh, running back, you know, is J.J. a long-term answer? Is he not a long-term answer? Um, you could make an argument for safety with Malcolm Jenkins getting up there and long in the tooth. But I think the one glaring issue that has to be addressed is the left tackle position with Jason Peters uh, suffering a very serious injury. He's out for the rest of the year. So I'm going to go with Jamarco Jones from Ohio State, the left tackle there uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, to really you know, get this contingency plan in place for Peters if he's not able to rebound. Push comes to shove, you can play Jones as a rookie. If Peters comes comes back, you can feel comfortable saying, okay, you know, Jones, we're going to either let you simmer or we might shuffle around the guys and get you playing time elsewhere. Uh, Jones is long. He's physical. He moves well on his feet. Uh, that's something that I would feel really good about if I'm the Eagles. you got to protect that franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz. Making sure you've got a left tackle that you feel good working with in Jamarco Jones would go a long way in doing that. There it is. First round is in the books. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. Good good stuff there, Mr. Krabs. Uh, one thing I want to tease real quick, and I think we'll get into this a little bit more in depth on Friday, is we've had some wagers coming in where Kyle has uh, basically said he's willing to bet that the Heisman Trophy finalists will be a combination of Saquon Barkley, Bryce Love, and Baker Mayfield. No, I didn't say and a combination. I gave you the exact order. Oh, are you are you going crazy? You're you are that confident. What's the order? Is it Barkley? No, Mayfield? it's 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 Baker. Baker okay. Baker won the Heisman in Bedlam with Saquon getting bottled up for another week. So it's Baker, Saquon, Bryce Love is third. So literally I can have it has to be that order or I win the bet. Correct. Okay, we are on record. So get, get the wagers coming in, people. We've got some good ones. We'll get a little bit more in-depth with those on Friday. Some ridiculous ones where I think there was some uh, assisted suicides maybe there yeah, with some of this stuff. You guys got to, you know, we're not trying to kill each other here. We're just trying to have some fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I will say that David Sendenfro, Sendenfro? I, I'm sorry, Sidenfro. David. 
Yeah, he has a good one here that I think right now could could be viable. And that uh, if I lose, uh, I have to watch a full episode of Game of Thrones. And if Kyle loses, he has to skip the premiere of next season's Game of Thrones and watch it a day later. So uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into some of the other options that, that have come our way. Uh, that some of those are not safe for work. But, uh, you know, we'll have to shoot those down, let people know that those are bad ideas. But if you have any others for us to consider, we will make this a priority to discuss on the Friday episode. Yep, and we are going to leave you with that. So make sure you catch that by subscribing to the Draft Dudes podcast. We'd like to thank you guys for taking the time to listen today. Uh, If you want to let us know what should be on the line with this Heisman wager in which Joe is going down... You can let him know at the Joe Marino. I am at NDT Scouting. Uh, you can also keep up with all of our latest works at NDTScouting.com for our draft-specific work. Uh, we're also on the NFL and college football beat for FanRag Sports. Uh, you can swing over FanRag Sports. Check us out over there as well. I'm Kyle Crabb signing off with Joe Marino, and this is the Draft News Podcast. We will talk to you on Friday. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.